this has been truly a, a wonderful opportunity for me. But I, I think uh, just meeting all the amazing people I've encountered and the opportunities I've gained by starting out in education, I, I, like I said, I, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought I would have ended up here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Stage, the official performing arts podcast of the NFHS. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and our guest today is Davney Davis, Assistant Executive Director of the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Davney helped establish Missouri as one of the leading states in the country in terms of music, and she has served on the NFHS Education Committee as well as the NFHS Spirit Rules Committee. Davney, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me, Ken. Yeah, thank you for coming on. It, it's going to be a great conversation today. Uh, as, as we kick it off, the first question I had for you is, as a child, what did you want to be when you grew up, and how did you get to where you are now? Oh, well, you know, like like any kid, you, you go through many ideas and, and things, but I think it all gelled for me when I hit fifth grade and started uh, band. And from that point forward, uh, I wanted to be a band director. Um I kind of took a little different path getting there, but um, went to a small school in northwest Missouri, North Nottoway, uh, was in band all through junior high, high school. Um, when I graduated, I got married, uh, started down the college path, and then kind of withdrew, started a family, and then after my third child was born, my daughter in 86, uh, I went back and finished. Uh, my degree and started teaching in 94. So my kids were, I have three kids and they were already in school. Uh, Megan hadn't started yet, but uh, my oldest two boys were already in school when I started teaching. And so that's kind of how I got there. I kind of worked out in the, in the uh, real world, as they say, uh, for a while, for a few years, and then went back and, and music kept pulling me back. So I went back and finished the degree. I have a master's and a specialist in secondary administration. Um, Then I started teaching and I taught for 10 years, three years up in Northwest Missouri, um, one year at Stanbury and two years at North Nottoway. And then I crossed over into Iowa up at Bedford and taught there for seven years before I came to the state association in 2003. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a big journey that, that you've gone through. Yeah, it, like I said, it, definitely a non-traditional uh, in, in, in yeah, getting there. Yeah, yeah. How, how would you like teaching? How, what was your favorite part about that? I just loved the kids and being able to share uh, my love of music with them and seeing them light up uh, because it, it's that common. The kids that are in, in music are there because they want to be there, hmm. I think, especially in band and orchestra, and, well, even in choir. Uh, I know every state has the, you know, the one-year or two-year requirement for fine arts, but they stay around because they love it, and it's just something they all share, and and I just, I was so happy to be able to share that with them. Mm, absolutely, and as a teacher, was there anything that, you, any lessons that you learned while teaching or uh, being uh, within that community that helped you throughout your career with the MSHSAA? I think what I gathered, the skills I developed as a teacher that have benefited me here have been 
planning, planning ahead, seeing what's coming down the road, um, and, and the details that you have to have to do that. So lesson plans, projects that you wanted to do, uh, working and collaborating with your colleagues and other teachers, that, that's what we do here. And I think just being in education just kind of solidified that for me here uh, and has helped me through the 19 years I've been here. Mm. One thing that, I, that I've heard about you and I've read about you is that, you know, throughout your career with the State Association, you've been able to stay plugged in with music directors throughout the state. How, how are you able to do this? Well, I work a lot with our affiliate organizations, our, the, the leadership in those groups, the Missouri uh, string teachers, the choir directors, and the, the band directors. And I'm also on the uh, advisory board for the State Music Educators Association, too. And I have presented at their conference every year, so I get to meet a lot of the teachers that, that come to that conference each year. I've also gone out and spoken at um, some of the colleges, their, their teacher, uh, student teacher prep programs, as those are getting ready to go out and student teach, I go down and present and explain MISHA and make them aware of that if they, if they didn't grow up in Missouri, uh, but they're going to be teaching here, um, just so they can meet me. Uh, that first year is always difficult, as we all know. Everything's getting f- flung at you. Um, and then in the spring, you're supposed to go to festivals. So uh, just a face with with them so they know who I am. That has been probably one of the one of the most favorite things I've been able to do is to go out and speak at, you know, at Missouri, Missouri State. And I've gone to Central Methodist and Webster University. I've, I've been invited around uh, to different groups and things to speak. And just meeting the, the young teachers that are getting ready to start out has been um, a really big thing for me. Yeah. Is there anything, any commonality between these young teachers that you really noticed, uh, within that first year? I, I like you said, they're swamped that first year. I'm sure it's kind of just a, you're getting sprayed with a fire hose and you don't know what to do. Yeah. Is there anything that really sticks out to you when you talk with them? I think by getting to see me and talk with me, um, that they're not afraid to pick up that phone and, and ask the question. Uh, mm because they've met me um i'm not i'm not the scary person you know in the in the misha office um that might say no uh, i i i don't say no unless it's you know it, it is the answer but trying to help them be successful and, and avoid you know any pitfalls and and some of that is just getting the dead entries in on time and the deadlines and knowing the rules uh, or confirming those they may already know them but they're just confirming so that's that's a lot of what I see but I also see that that excitement and they're getting ready to go out you know the fear too but the excitement of I'm finally there I'm going to be able to teach and do these things and share that love that that we all have uh, as we went into education uh, sharing that with with their students so I I still see that in our in our new teachers coming out um, mm trying to get them um, we have a great mentoring program here that our state music educators group has has put together and that has been a tremendous success I think in keeping our our new teachers in education and they don't get frustrated and leave so hats off to them for for continuing to mentor our youth and getting our young teachers started 
and staying with us. So yeah, absolutely. That's that's huge, especially in the education uh, profession, I should say. Um, Daddy, under your watch, Missouri pioneered a music festival software to help facilitate district and state festivals. Can you explain this process and how you came up with this idea? Well, we, we've always had a, an, a, an online entry process since I've come to the office. Um, we've gone through, I've gone through three different programs now. Um, but until we got this one developed in-house, we never could really fully integrate our website with those programs so that it did everything. It was kind of a one-stop shop for our directors. Um, so this really didn't become a, a reality. It was always a pipe dream, but it didn't really become a reality until uh, Dr. Erhan, our previous executive director, um, brought in a, a web developer, our own in-house web developer. We'd always hired that that out. And once we got John in here, um, we kind of talked about that off and on, and he thought that would be an exciting project at some point, but we had so many other things we were developing on our website that music was just kind of regulated because we were getting it done. It didn't really become a reality, and I can probably say this is the only positive thing that ever came out of COVID for us, was we had the downtime during that spring and summer and kind of into the next fall because of all the restrictions uh, to actually sit down and develop it. And John and I worked with that while we were, you know, away from the office and shut down. Uh, we started putting that together with Kerwin's permission. And so it, it, it has been a journey, um, but I do think having it in our own website it has freed up a lot of things for our directors and taken a lot of extra work off of them because everything's tied into our website, the eligibility, the rosters, all of that feeds into our program. And so there's a lot of moving parts to it. Uh, we do a solo ensemble and a large group festival, and then we have our state solo and ensemble festival each year. But that has streamlined so many things for us and it has made uh, a lot of information readily available to our directors on our music page, uh, data they can go back and look at, uh, all the selections that have been performed, they can, they're at their fingertips, uh, but, but it really streamlined their position and ours as well. And this year is the second year we fully integrated it in. The first year we kind of went back to festivals, we were still virtual, so we worked with another outside group to offer our virtual festivals but last year was the first year it fully stood on its own legs and this year uh, for our managers and our and our accounting people we added the event settlements in there so the financial side of it has been integrated into the to the program as well so our, our graded music list is in there um, it, it's kind of a one-stop shop for us now for the festivals but it was a huge project yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. And uh, you've been there for years now. How how did that process, uh, how was that process different from the process when you first started there? Well, the first uh, year I was here, we uh, first two years, we had a program. It was developed by a, a programmer here in our state. Um, and it, it was based in DOS, and it was upgraded. But it, we just, as with technology, it, we just kind of outgrew it. And so then we went with another uh, program 
um, which was much better, but it wasn't fully integrated into our website, so there was always patches and things we were, you know, trying to talk back and forth to each other. And, and we also outgrew that one as well. Um, and so that's, that's what's kind of nice about the one we have now. It is, a, it is on our website, and our web developer, if we need something, he's right here, he fixes it. Um, and we also can, you know, keep tweaking it and moving forward because it's a living document. It's, yeah. it, it, it has to change on the fly in order to grow mm. with, with our music programs. Yeah, I, that's completely understandable. And you, you've administered a variety of, of activities since you've been in the Missouri State Office Association. What, is there one thing, one activity, one, something that was the most challenging for you uh, within your, within your time with the association? Well, I, they've all, they all have their challenges. Um, yeah. I've, I've worked with the sports of tennis, swimming and diving and, and volleyball. Volleyball, uh, the longest, I've had it for 16 years. Um, but I've also worked with spirit activities and of course music and, and really, they all have their unique challenges, but I think music's still the most challenging because of all the moving parts to it. Um, it, it's, it is the largest activity that we do and coordinate for our schools, and it's the largest number of schools that participate in it. Um, it's, it's the biggest thing we do for our students, and it has the most student involvement. So there's just, as you know, there's all kinds of moving parts to put on these festivals and, and, and our state festival and things. So... But they all have their challenges. Uh, I, I was not familiar. I mean, I watched tennis on TV. I was not a swimmer. I did not play tennis. Uh, I, volleyball was recreational. I, we didn't have a school volleyball team when I was in high school. Um, so of the three sports, volleyball was one I felt the most comfortable with. But, you know, I, was a, I watched the Olympics. I, I watched uh, tennis on TV, but I had no knowledge of those sports coming in. Mm, yeah yeah so, i'm sure that you know just difficult. that <laughs> jumping in the deep end and getting wet right off the bat yeah. um i did it but you had good people around you too we have a lot of people who help us coordinate our events um and we rely on those people heavily so uh they, they helped get me through those until i felt like i had my bearings yeah as you are about to retire when you look back on your career, everything that you've done, is there one thing that you wish you knew when you first started in this profession? I don't think I fully understood where music would take me. Mm. Um, I, I, I really had no, this was never on my radar to be at the state high school office. Um, that was not the path I, I thought I would go down. And so this has been truly a, a wonderful opportunity for me, but I, I think uh, just meeting all the amazing people I've encountered and, uh, and the opportunities I've gained uh, by starting out in education, I, I, like I said, I, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought I would have ended up here, but it has been a, a great ride, and, and I've met, like, not just in our state, but you know, at the summer conferences and, and all the people I've met across the country that we all have this commonality. I, 
I don't know that I would have ever thought about that starting out. Yeah, the the networking and the connections that this profession brings is is so it's something that you never expected when going in for sure. I know that's my experience has been the same. Um, but Daphne, there's one last question that I'd love to ask you uh, before I let you go today. What was your favorite activity in high school, and how formative was that for you now? Well, uh, so music uh, band was my 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 favorite activity, but I also played softball. And, and I, I, I still love softball. Um, I go out and toss balls with the grandkids now. Uh, they're all playing sports. Um, but I think that, you know, again, that takes you back to that teamwork and the collaboration and, and just those lifelong connections you make in sports and activities, they stay with you. Um, and, and the friendships that you make, uh, you look back on that and you stay connected with those kids. Um, that's those were the two things that I I did in high school that that I got a lot of joy out of besides you know schoolwork and stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely well Davney I, I thank you so much for coming on today uh, myself and all of us at the NFHS are really grateful that you came on uh, and what you've done in the Missouri office is just so inspiring to us and we're just very grateful that you came on today well thanks for having me Ken I appreciate it of course. All right. Well, for all the listeners out there, please remember to subscribe to the show and share it with someone that you think will be impacted by what was discussed today. Sharing with this episode with one teacher, coach, administrator uh, will go such a long way, not only for us, but it could go a long way for them too. Uh, thanks so much for listening and I hope to catch you next time on the stage.